KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Song, the podcast that asks artists to talk about one of their important songs. Hey, I'm Elizabeth McQueen. And, you know, when we say important songs, or when I say, I'm not using the royal we here, I'm going to say I, when I say important songs, I don't mean people's favorite songs. Um... I'm talking about the songs that transform your world. They stand out like these markers in your life and they help you realize something new about yourself or about music or about yourself and music. Anyway, that's what I mean when I say important songs. So in this episode, I spoke to Hal Ketchum and Pokey Lafarge. And really for both of them, it's really about the performer more than the song. They were each able to pick a song, but they were really most inspired by specific performers. Um, Those performers just really influenced them a lot. So first, Hal Ketchum. He has had this amazing career. He wrote Small Town Saturday Night, and his record Past the Point of Rescue went gold. And he actually has a new record out called I'm a Troubadour, which was released after he recovered from acute transverse myelitis, which was a condition that essentially left him unable to function. So he's totally a survivor. He's also a painter and an actor, and after I talked to him, I realized that he's really a poet at heart, and his song comes from one of the great poets of rock and roll. So here's how catch it. Okay, great. I'm sitting here with Hal Ketchum, and I, uh, and Hal, I'm wondering what is a really important song for you. Um, gosh, well, uh, anything by Van Morrison. You know, somebody interviewed me last week and asked for my three favorite artists, and I said Van Morrison, Van Morrison, and Van Morrison. <laughs> Would you know it. how old you were when you first heard Van Morrison? Uh, I'm sure it was Brown Eyed Girl. I'm sure it was. Mm, after the them period with Van, so I don't know, maybe the late sixties. And were you playing music at that time? I was, you... yeah. I was playing drums in an R and B band. Really? Yeah. Were you singing at all? I was actually. I was a singing drummer. I, we did uh, 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 Jesse Colin Young's uh, "Get Together" by the Young Bloods. That was my featured piece of the evening. And so what was it about Van Morrison when you're, that you Just heard? Just the sheer like... beautiful poetry of it. And I have a, a kind of an Irish lineage. I have mm-hmm. uh, some Ir- Ir- Irish in the woodpile there. So uh, just that just sheer standing poetry and the, obviously the melodies as well. I think he writes from a totally Celtic perspective. Everything he writes is from a Celtic perspective. That's and he really has such integrity. 
in his writing. I'm always just knocked out by him. Always have been. So you think more than, because I've always thought like, well, his voice totally comes out of this mm-hmm. Celtic tradition of like the Irish tenor, you know, this yeah. kind of grand. True, true. Um, grand tradition but i i hadn't thought of it in terms of like his writing oh i think his writing is just brilliant is absolutely. it more the poetry of it is that where you're i like the freedom of it i like the fact that he's absolutely um unapologetic about w- what occurs i mean he just uh he's a very strong-willed man i've been around him a couple times i was oh, really? fortunate enough to do yeah you know, we did a thing in a pub in dublin one time uh, his wife at the time was producing this show, and so the three of us sat on stools and performed our little pieces. And he's also very mischievous. He, he, uh, we were supposed to do this finale, which was a song about uh, an ivory-covered tower. And he took me aside and said, you know, you really need to try to do this in a Gaelic accent. And I made a complete ass of myself. <laughs> and he loved it. He loved every minute. Hats off to you for trying that too. That <laughs> was like... terrible. Just tragic. Really <laughs> bad. It was terrible. And did when you started becoming a performer, were you like, I'm gonna do what Van Morris? Like, I'm gonna let it loose. I'm gonna do the thing. Always did. Always yeah. have. Always have. Since I was a kid. Since I played drums. I used to play at the a place called the Oasis uh, as the drummer, and w- that we would set the. Uh, pool table up against the wall mm-hmm. I was 14 years old my dad signed a permission slip he'd go down and have a couple shots of rye with the guy that owned the owned the place and different child labor laws during that yeah that, that was a different time my husband <laughs> when he was a kid he went on a a cross-country tour with his band when he was 13 yeah it was like that well I think there's know. great growth in that if you have the faith to allow your children to do that kind of thing and the deal was my tail was home you know did your dad hang out the whole night Would no like, no no not at all no no he, way no, he would he just drop you me, off help me load my drums in we'd put the pool table against the wall put a three-quarter inch piece of plywood on top of the pool table and I, that was my drum riser <laughs> and it was the on top best. of the pool table absolutely are yeah. you kidding me it rubbed up against the wall and it was no. the best seat in the house Oh my and goodness. And the band was on the floor in front of me. And so who was who was in the book kind of band? Bob Warren played guitar, Dean Sher- Dean Shermorn played bass, and me. And we called ourselves Dean Modal and the Oriental Cha Cha. <laughs> and I loved I absolutely I just loved the process of being up there. Yeah. And just watching this world. Uh, farmers and mill workers on a Friday night getting paid. And it inevitably, if you played a Rolling Stones song, like third set a fight would break out. <laughs> and Wally, the bouncer, would have to come over and get by him. He wasn't a big guy, but he just always carried a walnut, uh, big walnut stick in his back pocket. And he'd just walk over and tonk somebody in the head and drag him off the floor. And away we'd go. And you, I were, loved and you, were, you, were, you were safe on that I drum riser behind all those drums. Perfectly and, safe. And all you had to do was watch. Yeah. So is, if you had to pick a Van Morrison song, mm-hmm. if you could, Yes. What would be it? Into like the, the mystic. One. Into the mystic. Oh. Absolutely. We were born before the wind, also <laughs> younger than the sun. And the Bonnie both was one as we sailed into the mystic. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's like Yeats. And it's just absolutely stunning and brilliant. And I absolutely want to go home and just listen to it right now. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. We were born before the wind. 
also younger than the sun. Yeah, the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic. Dan Morrison, he's truly one of like the magical dudes of music. And I really enjoyed talking to Hal. And I also really enjoyed talking to Pokey Lafarge. Pokey's one of those artists who captures the rebel spirit of American roots music. And he's also got a new record out called Something in the Water. And for him, he's influenced by one of the great singers and and songwriters, really, of country music. Um, Just a side note, we actually talked for over an hour about everything from plate tectonics to gun control, but at some point I did steer the conversation to the song, which is what you'll hear at the beginning of this interview. And here he is, Pokey Lafarge and his song. But speaking of songs that we weren't really speaking of, do you have a, like a song that kind of like has stuck with you since you were a kid or that you've been listening to lately that's kind of set your soul on fire or anything? I mean, you must have a couple. Well, you know, when it comes to a song, it's it's really hard to pick. But I have to say um, it would have to be from my favorite singer. And, and I would just have to start there and maybe say something from his his uh when he first went to nashville from from uh from texas and that would be lefty frizzell lefty frizzell is my favorite singer of all time and um and um there's so many different reasons why i mean it's it's probably for the same reasons why you know merle haggard says that he's he's his favorite singer why george jones said the same thing um and maybe it's even the same reason why he's the most underrated country singer i think in a lot of ways and that he was so stylized um, in the way that he was the first guy that uh, really took his vowels and really his phrases and really broke them up. And you hear that in a lot of country music. And like when it said, you hear like the word, say like away, for instance, like, you know, I would just say away. Or depending on how I say, away, you know, something like that. But lefty, everything you just hang on to to the end, you know. Like, like you said, oh why? Yeah, he would just add you so. So please don't stay away so long, darling. Don't stay away till love grows cold. But uh, his Nashville sessions, yes, and the the song. Well, he did this duet, uh, these duets with a guy named Abe Mokey. Uh, in those days, days and um, on those recordings, and there's this one song called Two Hearts Broken Now." Oh, I know that her heart and, is uh, broken. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's that's a song right now. Right on. You yeah. know that 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 was Lefty's mid '50s stuff, but. I was more exposed to his stuff that he did in, in 1551 first when I was about 16 with uh, If You Got the Money, I Got the Time and I Love You a Thousand Ways, which he actually, I think, is to this day the only singer to have four songs in the top ten at the same time. So what about this song, this Lefty Frizzell and Abe? I haven't heard of this record, so I'm, I've only got the guy's first name, Abe. Abe Mulkey. 
Yeah, he did the harmonies. And the harmony's not even, it's not perfect, you know. It's definitely a little bit off. Uh, but that's actually a testament to Lefty's singing and, and how stylized it was. He, did, he didn't have anybody harmonize with him. He just couldn't because he, he did his own thing. So that's probably why it's off. But he got the closest Abe, Abe Mokey did to anyone else singing. The good stuff is never perfect. Like to me, when you said when you said Lefty Frizzell, it was like I kept thinking Lefty Frizzell is the Nina Simone of country music. Like he's he's not like it's not perfect, but you feel it. Like you always feel him when he sings, I think, you know. Oh. Yeah. Have you ever tried to recreate that feeling like have you ever tried to like we're gonna go in and we're gonna make two hearts are broken now that's a great question and uh you know there's there's a great quote by uh john lennon and and uh, i believe in, in terms of i don't know exact the exact words but it's something along the lines of of uh you know, imitation leads to originality, something along those lines. And and I I did a lot more of of that when I was younger with people like Lefty and and Jimmy Rogers and and some other other singers as well. Some some more modern, some that maybe some people out there that are aware of my music would be surprised about. But uh, I don't try to be anybody else anymore. I I I definitely take flavors, but I I'm I'm especially now more concerned with just being myself and I have been for forever but even more now I feel like it's it's what's most important is is authenticity and and that comes from being knowledgeable and having influences and 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 being rooted in certain things but it's also being rooted in in yourself and knowing who you are and and um and keep working hard and pursuing you know sort of like an athlete says that they got to keep getting better I feel the same way as a, as a person as a musician as a songwriter you know it's a, it's a craft it's an art she got a broke down El Camino in the front yard up on Broad. Her mom walks around in a pink knockdown, sandals and white socks. She don't mind a baseball game in the middle of the light and in the rain. She's a pain in my brain, drives me insane, but I love her just the same. Boy, love her just the same. You know, I really agree. I think Lefty Frizzell is an amazing, amazing singer. And what we're listening to right now is Something in the Water from Pokey Lafarge's new record of the same title. And you can hear how he creates his own sound, you know, out of American influences, but he really makes it his own. Ah, and there it is. Mahoot by Hardproof Afrobeat. This song theme song, which means that we have come to the end of another This Song podcast. Special thanks to Cliff Hargrove for recording the Hal Ketchum interview and PJ Carrington for recording my very long conversation with Pokey Lafarge. This song was produced by myself and PJ Harrington, edited by PJ Harrington and David Sanger and myself. This song is a production of KUTX Austin. And if you have any questions or comments or anything, really, you can tweet us at this song, KUTX. That's at this song, KUTX. I'm getting the whole this song digital house in order. Soon we'll have website and SoundCloud and all that. But right now you can just tweet me. Okay. I'm Elizabeth McQueen. Thanks a lot for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.